Mike's Daily Podcast. I will try ever so hard not to do a Mike's Daily Podcast. A really long podcast. Sometimes on the weekend, I get away from myself. And then I'm sort of somewhere in this corner going, help. Hey, Mike, can you rhyme a word with magnanimous? I don't think I can. That dang laminate Mike's Daily Podcast The laminate that's on my body now That allows me to get into cafe anyway Mike's For free Daily Cause usually it costs Podcast Oh so much Yeah To get into cafe anyway You would not believe And this is why You put a price point as, as such People go Oh Oh, that's the place to be because it's expensive to get in. I want to pay those prices. And then next thing you know, all the cafe anyways, everywhere in the world, they become too expensive to get into. And then cafe anyways, nobody's there. And then the, the, they go bankrupt. That, my friend, is economics. You're welcome. I teach a little bit on the podcast today, just a little. Okay, but it's good to be at Cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcaster Valley, to in the last place on earth. Speaking of economics, money, that kind of thing, Amazon, which has a lot of money, and a bald guy that runs it, who apparently, I was reading, looks much better. It's much better to be bald and fit. If you're gonna go bald, then make sure you get you work out and get all muscular and you know like bicepy, like the guy who's uh, the the tire guy and Mr. Clean. They're bald, and the, the tire guy isn't he bald or he's not really a guy? I don't know. And here's today's podcast picture: the Michelin Man. Is that what I'm thinking of? The podcast picture is not of the Michelin Man, but it is of. Portland, Oregon. I was there 10 years ago. I had a, in fact, I'll let you in on a little secret. Today is a very special day that you're listening because this sound that you are hearing right now are the people that I heard at this one particular restaurant I was at in Portland. Unfortunately, the late great Basil Boxer did not go with me to Portland. No, I just flew up there. I didn't drive. And I, didn't, I never stuck him in a plane. I felt like that would have been too much for him. So, it's FF episode 2609. 2609. So fine. I missed the big parade in downtown Podcastro Valley today. I think this is the second one in a row I've missed. The late great Basil the Boxer and I used to walk down and check it out. But my lovely lady friend was borrowing the car And I didn't feel like walking all the way down To Castro Valley Boulevard So I missed it The Podcastro Valley Rodeo Parade Dang Well Amazon Amazon Has optimized the delivery network For speedier delivery and lower costs Mike It's Mikey Fikey Also if you're going bald They suggest You should grow a beard Because it helps make your face it, it uh, frames your face better, they say. They say, by they, I mean you do a Google search saying 
Best looks for bald men And that's what it says Did you know there is a website called Happily Bald? Yes Fascinating Jeff Bezos is bald Back to this Amazon optimizes the delivery So what are they doing? They said it has optimized its delivery network coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic. I was mentioning the other day about how they're paying people to, instead of having their stuff delivered, they ask you to go pick it up at one of the places they own, like Whole Foods. And that's not anything new. I remember, well, maybe they're paying you 10 bucks to go pick it up. But I remember there, the Whole Foods in Fremont, there, I noticed these lockers and I looked into it and well, those lockers are actually for if you buy something, they give you some something to allow you to open the locker and there's the item that you would have had delivered to you. I think that was working at the time for people that didn't have, didn't want their address known or didn't want to use a PO box. So Amazon.com said it has optimized its delivery network coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, allowing it to increase delivery speeds and lower costs while also reducing the e-commerce giant's carbon emissions. And still no drones. No drones delivering your stuff to you. My lovely lady friend had a new cat toy delivered to the house. That was an Amazon deal. It only cost 10 bucks. And it's one of these things where it has something that kind of looks like a mouse. And it's on a little rod that sticks out of this thing that holds it and spins it around. <laughs> Makes it look like it's spinning around. And the cat tries to chase it, even though the mouse is just going in one circle. So it spins it a circle. Very interesting. The online retailer said today it has reduced delivery times, reshaped its inventory management system, as well as search capabilities to show customers items closest to them, leading to product reaching 12% less touch points before being delivered. At a time... Of slack consumer demand, Amazon and other online retailers have been making efforts to slash costs for home delivery and returns. They said Amazon said they were offering U.S. customers $10 to pick up a purchase rather than have it delivered to a home address as the company tightens its belt after a period of explosive growth. It has made numerous moves to reduce delivery related costs across the country. The e-commerce company's move was first reported by the Wall Street Journal on Saturday. I think this is, they're owned by the Wall Street Journal, aren't they? The Wall Street Journal is owned by Amazon, rather. I think that's how it goes. Yes, so there is that thing that happens where people, they hear free delivery and they go, oh, let's test this. And there was that story about the two-ton safe somebody had delivered to their house for free. The poor delivery person that delivered it. Oh, in fact, there's a song about that. Oh, poor delivery person. You have such a heavy safe to carry. How are you going to carry that safe? It's so big it will bury you 
as we go outside a cafe anyway. Somewhere in Podcastro Valley. It's so nice out here. Let's dance all day. Laminate. Dang it. This nightmare of a show. The other interesting news that I found out. This is interesting. Wow, this is interesting. Came from an email. At the start of the gardening season, clearing unwanted lawn growth that took place during the winter is at the top of everyone's list. Yes, stuff is growing, 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 and now in the Bay Area, stuff is just now starting to turn brown because we were getting uh, rain even as of last week. So this wonderful little email to me says, Goats! Are hungry lawn grazers And some of the most eco-friendly managers of vegetation Plus they're cute But they like to poop Everywhere But that of course fertilizes the food The food The grass Or the vegetation It It fertilizes the ground Puts very important nitrates into the ground That is needed in the soil So they are managing the vegetation in Podcastro Valley. They're all over the hills this time of year, eating away all the plant life that's starting to dry out and go bad. Heck, they even eat poison oak. I don't know how they do that. But we have a lot of poison oak in Podcastro Valley. So, they have a preference for weeds and underbrush. Leading to a well-manicured lawn After a herd of goats Completes a working session The World Economic Forum Has a rough estimate That claims that 38 goats can now Mow 50,000 square feet of grass In a single day What? And in California Goat grazing is particularly important In protecting properties from wildfires And that's why they do it in the Bay Area Because we have the the threat constantly We're going to have a threat this year as well And Mr. Uh, Gavin Newsom Made sure some money was put into that Oh, that might be why we're really in debt Something like $10 billion over the estimate In debt Is what we are in California The Athenian school In Danville Not too far away from us In Podcaster Valley Has partnered with Star Creek Land Stewards A targeted grazing program That uses goats To perform vegetation management Wow Interesting Okay So There's also what I've heard In the month of May It is No Mo May Have you heard of this? Don't Hey Why do Why do people on the radio do that? And in podcasts Have you heard of this? Uh Hi I'm listening to your podcast There's no way I can answer you Oh wait Maybe I can email you And I'll answer a question No I have not heard of this Mike Or perhaps you could call me and tell me if you've heard of this. 510-228-4640. Call me now. 
510-228-4640. Tell me if you've heard of this. This came from San Antonio Express News. Also through msn.com. If you feel an urge to take out the lawnmower this weekend, don't do it. Just let your grass grow for the rest of the month. This suggestion comes from the San Antonio River Authority, which would like us all to think about participating in something called No Mow May. The Brits came up with this idea. An organization called Plant Life launched the original No Mow May campaign, appealing to homeowners and land managers to let the grass grow during the month of May. And now it's in this country. Letting your grass grow allows wildflowers to spout. Oh, wildflowers. Yeah, I got some. So I don't really have a lawn in my front yard. But these wildflowers pop up. I do not have any poppies that ever pop up. And oh, they are so colorful with that beautiful orange. I would love them to pop up in my front yard. But no, never happens. But I get these like bright yellow little guys that pop up. Well that, the wildflowers are good for bees, butterflies, and other pollinators. An unkempt lawn with tall grass also filters rainfall, cleaning out contaminants before they reach rivers and streams. So, in California, this time of year, the rain stops. It's probably just a good idea to get those goats out there and eat all the grass. Overgrown lawns store more water, which is good for flood control. I guess that would help in a state that gets a lot of rain. Plus, the profusion of greenery provides a feast for birds and other wildlife. When you let native flowers bloom, they leave seeds for next year and for birds to eat over the fall and winter. Mowing higher... Or less frequently, this is what the San Antonio River Authority suggests. So mow higher. In other words, set the setting at high, high up, not low. And, you know, if you do set it up higher, you get an added benefit in that if there's like a rock in the lawn, you're less likely to hit it and chuck it and launch it and break your window or hit somebody. And you're going to be able to mow the lawn faster because you're not hitting as much stuff. When I lived in Alabama and I had to mow the lawn twice a week, the grass grew just crazy there. I decided I'm going to try. I I don't want to have to mow it twice a week. So I'm going to try and mow it with a lower setting. That way I would. Attack the lawn better And you know It'd be cut It wouldn't be as high There's some kind of logic there Right? Right? My millennial right I had to throw at you I apologize Right? Good But yes That was my thinking Well It was Twice as hard to mow the lawn Because I kept having to stop Every five seconds Because the blades would get stopped By something In the lawn Because it was so low So now, with my tiny lawn that I have here in California, I make sure that the thing is up all the way. And then uh, I mow the back lawn, and that pretty much is it for the rest of the year. I mow it once because 
I don't turn I don't water it Because it's California I mow it once Which gets rid of all the wild grass That's growing But reading this I'm thinking I'll wait a little bit longer Till it's Outside of No mow May But what they say is Mowing higher Or less frequently Could produce A surprise splash Of Now this is in Texas A splash of native Texas color and pollinator resources in your yard. It could also make it look lusher with less watering. Just don't get carried away though. City Councilwoman Terry Castillo advised that it's a code violation to let your grass grow higher than 12 inches within San Antonio city limits. You could be cited. Everything in moderation as the saying goes So The San Antonio River Authority Acknowledges that the works In the What works in England Can't be cut and pasted to South Texas Without some tweaks Another potential downside to No Mo May Is that non-native plants Are pervasive in people's yards here Sparing them in the mower's blade could also allow them to gain a stronger foothold and beat up on native species even more than they already do. So start gradually, they suggest. Leave part of your lawn unmowed, see what happens. You may find that you have native plants like common sunflowers, straggler daisies, native petunias, and spiderwort. That come up without needing extra care In turn they will provide extra care For birds, butterflies and bees nearby Also You could keep mowing But put the blade at a higher setting If you let your lawn grow To a height of 3 inches It'll withstand the summer heat better And it won't need to be watered as much An added benefit is That taller grass provides A better environment for birds to forage For seeds and insects And then You'll be doing a favor to migratory birds and insects Such as monarch butterflies As well Okay There you go Outside a cafe anyway Where there's all so many birds and bees and butterflies And other and, And weeds Not weed But weeds And just a wonderful community of animals Buzzing about Cause we don't mow our lawn I don't think Look who's here Hi Mark It's Benita the Rodeo Queen Hey That's a disgruntled field player Tell you what What I love getting on my Riding mower And mowing the lawn Drinking a beer And listening to some Leonard Skyers While I'm mowing the lawn Oh okay Did you go to the rodeo parade yeah, Mark, we went to the rodeo parade and had a great time. Yeah, it was okay. And you wore your cowboy hat and you didn't play your fiddle? Heck, I don't play my fiddle because I don't like it because I'm a disgruntled fiddle player. Right. Yeah, Mark, we're going to go back to Podcaster Valley because I think I left one of my hoop earrings. We got to go. Bye, oh, bye. Look at my hat. There they go. There goes Nelly too. Okay. And oh, look who else is here. Oh, Mark, I make delicious root beer. Thank you. Mm. Oh, what's in that root beer? 
some sage. Sage? Sagebrush? Because it's like the Old West and rodeos and everything? Yeah, okay, drink right now. I'll tell you. Interesting. Okay, thank you. Well, we sure have gotten to a lot of subjects today on Mike's Daily Podcast, but what we have not done yet is the segment called Let's Go Back with Matthews. Mike Matthews. Let's go back with Mike Matthews. Let's go go back back with with Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Back in the day, your truly person, however you say that expression, Mike would be on the radio playing songs. And I was young. This is circa... Oh, wow. This is... I am... Whew. This was 30 years ago. Yikes. Okay, so 30... A little over 30 years ago. This is me. I had been in radio. Ooh. Started around 86. So, yeah, about six years. Trying to find out how to do radio the correct way. And this was my way of doing it. Uh, Oh, that's right. I was emulating somebody else that was on the radio. I was just basically copying them because they were a mentor. And this is what it sounded like. There you go. And food for you, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There you go. Bark for me, Cole. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Blow, baby, blow. You too on the bus 96.7 Bono and the gang They put on a great concert recently Saw them at Dodger Stadium They played that song And uh, Bono, the lead singer Dressed up as a rhinestone cowboy Holding a a, a body-long mirror It was an interesting sight We're going to continue some summer music for you Right after this Keep it right here on the bus 96.7 Well, look at that rain coming down, huh? More than oldies, the bus 96.7 Mike Matthews on a Saturday afternoon. Join Stephanie Rose tomorrow. Stephster the Refster at the Breakers Lounge located at the Holiday Inn, Ventura Beach Resort. It's postseason football happening tomorrow at 1 with free food, lots of prizes with the bus 96.7. T-Rex. Yes. I guess, uh, this is, I don't know. I don't know what to say after that. That was me 30 years ago. What fascinates me is that that's the only record I have, the recording, and only way that I have to remember one of the most incredible concerts I ever went to, which was seeing U2 during their Octung Baby Tour. The Zoo TV Tour, maybe, was what it was called. They had just come out with Octung Baby. Dodger Stadium. I've told so many people about this Concert And I guess it happened Over 30 years ago It happened on Halloween And Bono I guess Had a full length mirror Because he's Bono And one of the things They did That was very Groundbreaking Was Bono talked to Elvira Via satellite During the performance Because It was Halloween And I was dressed As a pirate And I had The only time I ever wore an earring That was that night Because I had one of those Clip-on earrings Because I was supposed to be a pirate I went with my friend Mike And he was a pirate So we went To this Dodger Stadium show 
It took probably two hours to get out of the parking lot. Public Enemy opened for them. It was a phenomenal night. There were Volkswagens on the stage, little Volkswagen Beetles on the stage moving around because it was supposed to be just after the, the, the wall came down and it's Berlin, it's Germany, it's East Germany, it's the wall, it's graffiti, it's U2 playing with drum machines and stuff in the early, early 90s. And they had not really played with synthesizers and drum machines. So this was a groundbreaking moment. And as a U2 fan at that point, I was like, let's go. So there, that was my little memory, little walk down memory lane, going back with Matthews. Okay, one more. Let's go back to 20 years ago, not quite as far back. And here is a little moment when I was doing the country radio and I had that show called the Santa Fe Cafe. Here is a little bit of that. And I did this for 11 years. Line. I can't get used to this, man. Right. Oh, wow. Got caught. Some of the characters on <laughs> my podcast on, here at Cafe Anyway were inspired. Came from those days when I was on the Santa Fe Cafe on Hay in Ventura County. All right, let's see some craziness here. What is the worst thing you ever got caught doing? Oh, look who's here. This is Dead Couple with Nightline. I mean, K-H-A-Y line. I can't get used to this, Matt. All right. It is very difficult. I find it difficult to say that word. What, K-H-A-Y? K-H-A-Y. K-H-A-Y. Word. Why? Dina Carter. Get dinged for playing the Nightline theme. Here's a new one from an upcoming album that is Harder Cards. It's 100.7 KJY. I'm Matt Michaels. I'm at the KH Santa Fe Cafe. The KH Cafe question What is the worst thing you ever got caught doing? Let's go out to the parking lot. See Valentino, the parking attendant. Little day, man. I was just cooking up a little something day. No. Yeah, I'm just cooking up a little something. That looks like macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I didn't know you had a microwave out here. Yeah, it's powered by the sun. Day. Interesting. It's, uh, never know. I never know what I'm going to see. Trick pony unplugged, just what I do. Way, oh, wow, we were playing Trick Pony. Those guys were cool. It was, what was her name? Heidi Newfield and two guys. One of them was named Ira. I forget the other guy. Keith was the other guy. And they were, they were awesome. They came by, they performed in the studio. Ah, oh, unfortunately, they didn't get that big. I think they had a song called On a Night Like This that got really popular. And a song called Pour Me, but spelt like if you're pouring root beer. Ah, that was, I don't know what that was either. We have still not come up with microwaves that are powered by the sun. 
And that's sad. Okay, one more. It's John Michael Montgomery. It's 100.7 KHAY and Matt Michaels. The cafe question, what's the worst thing you ever got caught doing? We're going outside to see my buddy HH. Hello, Hank. Oh, mate. I'm making a delicious barbecue using propane. Okay. Propane is a wonderful way of cooking things. Right, and you're barbecuing, and that's great. And here's two dozen roses for Shenandoah. Reba McIntyre. A little help from Vince Gill on that song, too. We heard Phil Vassar just ahead of that. We got Jody Messina on the way. Brad Paisley coming up, too. Travis Tritt, Winona, Gary Allen, David Ball on the way, too. And Tim McGraw at the Kehe Santa Fe Cafe. The Kehe Cafe question tonight. What is the first dish that you ever cooked? And we're going to go into the kitchen and see what the chef is cooking. I am making actually the first dish that I ever made. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. It's very difficult to make. I'm making it now. Oh, no. I put a little too much, much peanut butter on it. I messed it up. Mmm. Oh, don't, don't Don't let it get to you, Sean. KJY and CD Valley Ford are getting... Media. 100.7 KHAY Nashville's home by the sea in the KHA Santa Fe Cafe. KHA time is 10.56 and we got Alan Jackson on the way, David Ball, Tim McGraw and here's Sarah Evans. I keep looking. That cracks me. <laughs> I just couldn't hit the stop button. Sorry. Alright, well that's a good place to end. Sarah Evans... I met her twice, but the first time was at the borderline. And the borderline, sadly, a few years ago, became very infamous because somebody went in and shot a bunch of people and killed a bunch of people. It was a horrible shooting. And it happened at Thousand Oaks, at some place that no one would have even imagined. And it, it, that tends to happen whenever these horrible shootings take place. It happens at some place people would never have imagined. And it happens over and over and over again. And yes, we're all sick of it. But the borderline back then, so many great memories. Try and focus on the good memories. She did a special live performance. And I remember getting to meet her in the back area. It looked like, I want to say she was in... The walk-in cooler. Maybe she was. Maybe she was feeling hot or something. But I remember meeting her real quick and telling her she had just... She didn't even have a, a, a successful album out at that point. But the album that she did have out, Three Chords and the Truth, I really liked. And I told her and she said, thank you. Uh, the guy that worked on that album was a local drummer named Jim Christie. And he ended up drumming for Dwight Yoakam and Lucinda Williams and I used to see him all the time very nice guy he used to drum for local bands as well in Ventura I would see him picking up River Rock when I was going on a hike I'd see him picking up River Rock and putting it in the back of his truck because he had like a gardening business on the side and then years later after Sarah Evans got popular I was in Nashville at the country music convention that was going on there or is it CRS 
country radio seminar, I think. And she was there talking to people and I, you know, took me forever to get to talk to her. And I finally did. And I said, hey, uh, Jim Christie says hi. And she said, oh, tell him hi for me. And so, yeah, he's a, I don't, I wonder, I don't know what happened to Jim Christie. I know he used to listen to my Santa Fe Cafe show, but he was a very nice guy. So that was the only connection I had with Sarah and the only connection I had with David Ball. You heard in that recording me mention David Ball. He had a big song called Thinking Problem. And a little bit later on, he had a big hit with a song called Riding with Private Malone, where somebody buys a car and there is a ghost that is part of the car who is a private that never made it home from the war. And this song came out a little after 9-11, so it was very poignant and, and there was, you know, all of our military involvement happening right after that. So people were really thinking about our military and soldiers and, well, we're probably thinking a lot about it now as we're getting close to Memorial Day. But it was a great song that David Ball did. It was pretty successful for him. Then he had other great songs, though. There was that one, Look What Followed Me Home. And that, that whole album, that, oh, now I can't think of it. But yeah, Look What Followed Me Home. And he had this slow song I can't think of at the moment. But he had a great, so I, I met David Ball and I mentioned Jim Christie. And he goes, oh, you, y'all got a tape recorder? And I said, yeah. And he goes, record this and give it to Jim Christie. And I did. And he said something like, hey, Jim, it's your buddy David David Ball. Flip, flop, flippity doo play me some of the and he's like talking in this weird musician language I didn't know what he was saying (laughs) and I ended up putting it on cassette and giving it to uh, Jim Christie and that was that David Ball is still alive oh that's good news and it looks like his biggest songs his biggest album was Thinking Problem and then he had one called Amigo one that was called Play. Thinking Problem made made it to number one in Canada. Oh, but it only made it to number 40. Oh, it made it to number two on the country charts. Actually, it hit number 40 on the top 40 charts. When the Thought of You Catches Up With Me. Oh, that's a beautiful song. That made it to number seven on the country charts. And Look What Followed Me Home made it to number 11. Then Riding With Private Malone went to number two. But his first song actually came out years and years before that. Uh, 1988, he had a song out called Steppin' Out, which made it to number 46. So, yes, David Ball. Hope he's doing well. And hope you're doing well. And thank you for listening to the entire podcast. Hope you got a little bit of something out of it. I gave you a lot of me in it. So there's that thing. There's something there. Or maybe it's nothing. I don't know. But if you enjoyed it, let me know. And with more ways to contact me, here is A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.